The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus said to the crowds, This is how it is with the kingdom of God. It is as if a man were to scatter seed on the land and would sleep and rise night and day, and through it all the seed would sprout and grow. He knows not how. Of its own accord, the land yields fruit. First the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. And when the grain is ripe, he wields the sickle at once, for the harvest has come. He said, to what shall we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable can we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, that when it is sown in the ground is the smallest of all the seeds on the earth. But once it is sown, it springs up and becomes the largest of plants and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the sky can dwell in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to understand it. Without parables, he did not speak to them. But to his own disciples, he explained everything in private. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord. Good morning. morning. It's a great joy to be with you all this morning. For those of you who don't know me, my name's Father Sean Kilcally, and uh, I'm the Family Life Office Director for the Diocese. For the last, uh, since November, I've been in residence at St. Wenceslas in Wahoo, and as of tomorrow, I'll be the pastor at St. Leo's and St. Martin's in Palmyra and Douglas. And um, it's just a great joy to be with you this morning as, as Father Goodwin spending some time with family. So in the gospel reading today, our Lord uses these couple of parables. And, and the first one is kind of an interesting parable he uses, you know, like that the kingdom of God is like a man who scatters seed on the land. And then he sleeps and rises night and day. And through it, all the seed sprout and grows. He knows not how. And, and so he's basically saying the kingdom of God is like someone who plants seed and then just doesn't worry about it until the harvest. And, and I don't know a lot about farming, but I was, I was just wondering, like, how many farmers just, like, plant, and then they just, like, don't worry about it until harvest? Like, probably not many. Like, like, you're always, like, checking, making sure everything's going okay. Like, is the soil okay? Are we getting enough rain? Is all these things. And, and, and we, we cultivate that, right? And, and you have to do that, right? We have to do that, especially when it's our livelihood. But I was thinking about some of the more practical things in my life where, where I, I really like, just don't trust things to happen on their own. And, and so, you know, about back in December, I bought a memory foam mattress online. And, uh, and so, like, you order these beds online, and they come, and it's in an air compression set thing, and you, like, cut it open, and it takes, like, two days for it to expand. And, and I remember, like, like, I cut it open, it's expanding, and, like, every two hours I'm going by, like, is it going okay? Like, is everything right? And, you know, is there enough heat in the room? And, 
and, and like I'm super preoccupied about it, and I have no control over this thing, right? Like no control over this thing. And, and we can be that way about our spiritual life too, and, and sort of like, okay, am I doing everything I need to do, and did I pray the rosary, and did I forget grace before meals after lunch, or like, like all of those kinds of things that, that we get preoccupied about. You know, another way that creeps into my own life is grandiose thinking. Um, like, sometimes I can have grandiose thinking. Like, I was on retreat last week, and, and, uh, and it was just an amazing time with our Lord for me. And, and I got to the end of my retreat. It's like the last day of my retreat, and I'm like, okay, so now I'm going to pray about going to my new parish. And, and so I sit down, and, and I start praying about this. And, and really, I'm thinking about, like, all the things I'm going to do and get done and how I'm going to, like, use the parish hall, and we're going to have all these evangelization activities, and I'm going to reach out to every single person, and the parish is going to triple in size, and we're going to be bigger than St. Michael's and Lincoln. And all that stuff's going on. And as that's going on in my head, my heart just feels like drifting and drifting and drifting farther away from our Lord. And, and as, I'm, as I'm picking up on this in my heart, I was just kind of slowed down and I was like, okay, like, Jesus, what do you want to do with my parish? What do you want to do? And almost immediately, sort of my heart returned to our Lord, and I was filled with all of this consolation, and he really, he just put this image in, in my mind of, of Jesus going up the mountain to pray after he found out John the Baptist had died, and, and as he goes up the mountain in his grief, 5,000 people show up to, to meet him there, and he looks at them, and he loves them, and he notices that they're grieving too, and he feeds them. And so our Lord was really saying to me, like, I just want you to love them. Don't worry about all of those things and and what you have to do and and getting everything. Just just love them. And it's really simple, right? It's like a really simple thing that's really hard for us to get straight in our hearts. That our Lord simply asks for that very simple thing to be loved by him and then to love others the way that he's loved us, just like he is loved by the Father and then just loves people as the Father loves him. It's really the most important thing. And again, sometimes it seems too simple. Like, I remember being a seminarian and I was, you know, you're learning all this theology and and philosophy and, and I was teaching, like, CCD or first communion preparation for a pastor in Philadelphia. And, and I remember sitting down with this pastor, I'm full of zeal, and I'm like, like, okay, so what do you want them to know? Do I have to I teach them transubstantiation and the difference between substance and accidents and the grace of the sacrament and how that works and body, blood, soul, divinity, and da, da, da. And he looks at me and he goes, I just want them to know that Jesus loves them very much. And I was like, that's stupid. <laughs> And as I've gotten older, though, like, I've become the Jesus loves you very much priest, and I don't really know how that happened. Because it's the simplest thing, and it's the most fundamental thing. In two places today, our Lord reminds us of that, like, in the parable of the mustard seed, right? The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. The smallest of seeds that grows into this very largest of plants. 
or in Ezekiel's prophecy that he says, I will take from the crest of the cedar from its topmost branches and tear off a tender shoot, just a tender shoot. And then I'm going to plant it on a lofty mountain and it will grow into a majestic cedar. I'm going to take the smallest and humblest thing and it will grow into a majestic cedar. And it's a reminder to us that the most fundamental, the thing that our Lord wants from us is the smallest and humblest thing. The thing our Lord wants from us is to recognize that he is God and we are not God. And that the most important thing is that we're, we open our hearts to allow him to do what he wants to do in our lives and with our work and with our family and with our friends, with our parish. And that truth like plays out in a very concrete way. Whenever somebody's really struggling with sin, and I've had the great joy of walking with many people who, who are just really struggling and enslaved to sin. And, and it's like they start to experience freedom. But, but as soon as we think like, hey, I think I've got this. I think I've got this. Kind of back into it again. Which is just always a reminder that our Lord's the one who has this. Our Lord is the one who has this. And, and we really are called to do everything as if it depends completely on God. The responsorial psalm, we said, Lord, it is good to give thanks to you. And that means we recognize, giving thanks simply means we recognize that everything is, everything is what our Lord is doing. And it keeps our hearts humble. It sort of keeps that disposition of the mustard seed or that dis- disposition of the tender shoot. So that our Lord can come in and transform it and it become that majestic cedar. And so today, dear brothers and sisters, let us pray just for an increase in that virtue of humility and, and that recognition that everything we have is truly a gift from God and is the work of God. That every time we catch ourselves going into that sort of like rumination or like, I have to control everything. I have to get it. Just like, Jesus, what do you want to do? To truly be grateful for the great love that our Lord has given to each and every one of us. And we pray also for the grace to, to love others the way that our Lord has loved us, that we may truly be a light that shines in the darkness, that, that we may live transformed lives that we might have transformed families, a transformed parish, that, that truly brings light to a world that's in such need of that light, of our Lord's grace, of our Lord's mercy, and of our Lord's love.